Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I've come to a conclusion. Right. I can't be a superhero. Not because of powers or energy or anything like that. Yeah. It's because I don't love my city enough. And you have to have a real affinity with your city to be a superhero. <laughs> They're always like, I need to do this to save my city. <laughs> Brisbane's okay. I don't feel like I would go you and don't. defend it. You can't. Brisbane doesn't have the same ring to it as like Hell's Kitchen does, does no. it? No. So if we moved and you lived in New York, mm. is that the only thing holding you back, is it, from becoming a superhero? Your place of residence? The only thing. Hmm. What would your superpower be? I think I'd be a, a martial artist sort of one. Right, yeah, because of all the martial arts you do in your regular life. Yep. Yep. Good. Can't wait. <laughs> Greetings, hello, hi. This is I Only Like You, the podcast I do with my girlfriend. She's right here. She's Sine. Hello. What's that about? <laughs> intros just get crazier and crazier that's what everyone loves about the show that's the one thing they love is it your intros the rest of it's shit they say <laughs> this week we have seen the girl on the train which was an okay movie well don't okay. you've given them our review in the beginning lon sorry it's the last thing in the podcast that we discuss okay. now i don't need to listen to it Ooh, stay tuned to find out what we think about girl on the train <laughs> but before that a topic very close to both of our hearts, garage sales. In particular, we're going to give you today, listeners, <laughs> a hot tip, a hot list of the top 10 garage sale tips. I like to say 10-ish because I reckon we'll find more. So this has simultaneously delighted and frustrated us yep. this last week. We went on the garage sale trail, which is like a day where everyone holds a garage sale, mm -hmm. basically. And it's like a bigger thing in New South Wales. It started in Bondi. You're supposed to have like get everyone on your street to do it. And so people can walk around on a trail and see all the different yeah. garage sales around. Uh, it doesn't really happen like that in Brisbane, we found out. We had to drive all around a bit. We drove all around a bit and wasn't advertised very well, but that's okay. Okay. We made a list of places we wanted to go and we got some bargains. We love garage sales, just to be... to be. Yeah. it's. I think it's the combination of finding like a treasure yep. amongst piles of crap and I kind of love snooping through people's old stuff and like, how do you have this? Like, what's the story behind this? It's like, why did all these people have Hitler books this weekend? Oh, my God. There are lots of Hitler stuff. Yes. Wasn't there? We'll get to that. <laughs> my favourite garage sale story is when we went to one um, near your parents' place. Mm. So, for some reason, I have <laughs> the second Lord of the Rings film on DVD. 
But I've never had the first, never had the third. See, I don't understand why you have the second. Well, here's why, actually. I know why. Okay. We had the first one on VHS because it came out just on the cusp of in between, right? Ugh. And by the time the second one came out, it was on DVD. Mm-hmm. The third one came out, my brother got it, right? It was his ah, sort of DVD. So he took it when he moved yeah. out. So to this day, I've only seen that one only once or twice. <laughs> anyway. Meanwhile, you're watching <laughs> number two. Number two over <laughs> and over on repeat. This is all I can get. I wonder what happens at the end. <laughs> So, I need one and three, right? And then it's a bit, I've never, you know, gone to my way to get it or anything. We go to the garage sale near your parents' place. Mm-hmm. What do they have? Only numbers one and three. They've got, they haven't got number two. I can complete my collection. Also, they were like $4, weren't they? Yeah, they gave us a discount. Because we've got both. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. So, we've, ha- we've got a few stories like that. We found wonders at garage sales. And... I think because we spent a whole day, not a whole day, half a day, like the morning, going to so many, you could very clearly see what was wrong with a lot of them. Yep, yep, yep. And the pluses that they had as well. Mm-hmm. So we went to, what did you say, five or six? Yep. Something like that. On this day. We've been to many before. Yes. And as a result of that, Lonnie and I have done, we've actually prepared for this podcast, shock horror, like... Don't freak out. <laughs> we have written a list, an actual physical list on paper. That is the paper as proof. I realise I could have just grabbed a piece of paper and you wouldn't know the difference. But trust me, it is the paper. It is written in Lonnie's chicken scratch writing. Don't get personal. Well, I'm just spitting facts. <laughs> I've gone on a rant here. Can we start the list? <laughs> I want to go through the list and tell them our experiences yes. for each place as well. Yes. Do you want to hit us with the list, Lon? Yes. Number one, your garage sale should have a clear distinction between sale items and just your crap. There were a lot of times when it bordered on the crap in the garage was like bleeding out into the driveway mm-hmm. and there's no, like you don't want to ask them, is this for sale? You don't want to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You don't want to be that situation you're trying to steal there, like family heirlooms. And they're like, um, no, this isn't for sale. But don't have them nearby. I know. Have a clear station where all the items are for sale. Mm Mm-hmm. Agreed. Number two, everything needs a price. Have a price. There was a good one we went to that had, like, everything on this table, $5. Yep. Awesome. Perfect. You don't need to label everything then. You can just stick it all on a table. If you want to, you can get little stickers, little tags. you can write in pencil on the inside of a book cover how much it is. But don't have nothing there. So we have to go up to you and then you go, oh, how much would you buy it for? And then we're like, oh, I don't know. And they're like, oh, what about $5? And then you're haggling with them and then the next thing is a riot and someone pulls a gun out and it just, it gets messy. That didn't happen to us, (laughs) but I imagine it could. It could. (laughs) In these kind of chaotic situations when there is no order. You're right. In addition to don't have a price, don't tell me that, oh, you can get something a bit cheaper if you want or we'll do a deal on this. No, yeah. just have a price. Tell me what it is. If I want to pay it, I'll pay it. Don't give – yes, right? If it's too expensive, we just won't buy it. Although we did have a really nice guy who, like, we bought a lot of stuff and he's – I'm like, I think it adds up to 25 and he's like, oh, let's just do 20 That's fine. That's totally fine. He's That's his option. But I was willing to pay the price that they were all advertised at, hence why I had got them and brought them up to him to pay. But if you – say you have signed things properly – but then you're like, oh, it might be a bit cheaper. 
Well, just make it cheaper then on the actual price list. Don't. I agree. Okay, the next few are together, right? I'm just going to say them all together, so. Okay. Number three, don't hover. Number four, don't try to sell me stuff. Number five, but be there. <laughs> I feel like they need some context. Okay. So a couple we went to, they were very nice people, right? But they just kind of hover around you looking at what you're looking at and commenting on all the stuff like, oh, that's signed, that is. That's made out of timber. Really good quality, that is. We got that on here. Like, yep, okay, thank you. I'll look at it and then I'll think of whether I want to buy it or not. Don't try to, like, convince me of things. And then there'd be people being like, oh, this is a signed copy or, oh, this is a great book. Why are you selling it then? Exactly. If you have a signed copy of Alan Border's autobiography, <laughs> why are you getting rid of it? He could have got so much more than $3 for that, couldn't he? <laughs> you think so. But here's my thing with garage sales. I kind of think you put all your stuff out there, you sign it properly, you put it, you just mm-hmm. do distinctions and stuff, and then just let it go, right? Don't be there trying to, like, be a used car salesman trying to I sell know. me and stuff. I think they were, a lot of them are worried that you'd steal stuff, like especially the smaller items. That's why number five is, is be there. Yeah, okay. Be around. Just be around. You come up with a good idea, which was read a book or a newspaper or a magazine, because then you're there, you're doing an activity. You can look up if you need to. Yeah, but you're not, like, in their way. You're reading something. You're doing something. Just something I thought of just then, Maybe you should play some music, too. Make it, like, nice. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. Wouldn't it? Just Mm. a little song playing on the radio. And then you could have, like, the radio for sale or the record player for sale to show that it's working. It's a good idea. We'd be the best people at throwing a garage sale. Yeah, just to be clear, we've never actually thrown one ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) This is all just from our experiences. But that's good, though. We've experienced and we're, like, giving a review of garage sales. I suppose so. When it comes to doing ours, we won't have a garage sale. We love all our stuff. We're not going to get rid of anything. (laughs) Well, we've already got three bookcases. I think we're just going to keep hoarding. Almost hoarders, yeah. I've been a part of garage sales before, many garage sales. My parents threw them all the time every time we moved house, which was, like, a million times. We used to have a garage sale. So I've experienced them, but I acknowledge that it's probably more difficult to run one than we think. Imagine if my parents had a garage sale, all the stuff that's in the you garage. Just set the whole house for sale and you just be like, make an offer on anything. <laughs> okay. Number six, easy access to items. Yes. Don't have something down the back under a bunch of stuff. Doesn't make me want to buy it if I have to like lift stuff off and I'm like, oh, would you mind if I just looked at this or pulled this out? And because like, by the time you've done that, you feel like you need to buy it. Don't I know, you? even if you didn't really want it. And I felt like that a little bit. We bought some little shelves. I felt like I couldn't really say no because A, I had to ask him to get them down for us. But then B, he stood with us and they were explaining how they worked and like were with us while I was trying to talk to you about stuff. I think it's like when you go to buy a house, right? And. Mm. The real estate agent shows you around, but then you want to have your little private discussion with your partner to be like, can we afford this sort of thing? Yeah. How many bedrooms do we need for our twins? That kind of discussion. So definitely easy access to items. Number seven has several parts to it. Yes. Signage. This is arguably the most important part, I think. I think so too. A, signage should be around the neighbourhood. <laughs> should be B, in the actual street. And C, on your actual house. All signs must have the address, the times, the date, and the directions. Right. So you need the address for obvious reasons. You need the times because you don't know when it's going to end or when it starts. Is it too early to go? Are they set up? Who knows? 
one we went to, she had she's like, oh, let me know if you're looking for anything in particular because I haven't got it all set up now. Just, I, I'm not going to go through your whole house. I'm sorry. Did you not know you were having a garage sale today? On this day when you advertised having a garage sale? How is this a surprise to you? You planned on having the garage sale. Don't throw it if you're not ready. Also, it was 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> what have you been doing all morning? So, yes, time is very important. Date. There's nothing worse than seeing a sign for a garage sale and realising it was on last week, right? Also, directions. A big arrow so that I know which way to turn on the roundabout or which way to turn down the street and then I can look at the number and the fine print of the sign when I get closer. You might need a few signs. Several. I'd say maybe 10 as a minimum of signs. And the most important part of the signage, make sure you take them down after your garage sale is done. There are so many signs that we have seen and it gets our hopes up. We're like, garage sale, and then it's not on. It was last year. Remember that one that was last year? It was like last August or something, (laughs) around the corner from mum and dad's place. What is going on in your life that you can't take down one garage sale sign? It should be someone's job at the end of the day. You could take all the signs down. Yep. Yep, it should be, definitely. It goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway. All signs must be clear. You should be able to read them. They should be big enough to read. One of the houses we couldn't find because they had an A4 piece of paper <laughs> with, like, size 12 font thing. <laughs> garage, garage sale. sale. <laughs> so unassuming. No wonder we couldn't find it. Number eight quite important, I think, Sine. Don't sell shitty things that could be donated. AKA dirty toys that haven't even been washed. Friggin' 20 casserole dishes that no one wants. Spoons? Forks? I don't know. I don't know. No one wants a fork that's been used before, do they, really? I mean, some people might be in that situation where they need to, but... I don't know that you'd actively go out and buy one. No. Unless they were, like, antique or silver. Perhaps. You know, like that kind of situation. If it's just bloody dinnerware you got from Target, I don't (laughs) want your second-hand Target spoon. And it's sort of like, in addition to this don't sell shitty stuff, it's sell good stuff. Yeah. We went on recently, it was just shit. There were no books, there were no, like, good DVDs, there were no that's all I care about. (laughs) That's really all we go for, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) But still, if you're having a garage sale, make sure it's something worthwhile there. We went to ones this weekend. They had chairs, like like the chairs you'd sit on in, at primary school. Oh, that's right. Yeah, those plastic who's, ones, all stacked. Who's buying them? How did they have them? That's what I want to know. Probably stolen it from Probably. <laughs> Number 10. Pets should be accessible. Agreed. Unless they're going to, like, bite me and stuff. But this weekend we saw a majestic puppy. Oh, my God. It was like the never-ending story dragon. In dog form. Yep. It was white. It was big. It had, like, when it shook its mane, it went all in slow motion and it was just perfection. It was beautiful. I would have loved to play with it. But we couldn't. It was tied up away from us. That would have. They should have put that on their sign. Dog here. Majestic dog here. That would have made me go. We would have gone to that, wouldn't we? We would have gone to that one first if we'd known. 100%. Although one of the places there was a... Neighborhood cat that came and mm. gave me a cuddle, so mm-hmm. that was good. It was good, yeah. I just feel like don't put the dog there to tempt me and then not mm. let me pet yeah, it. You know, hundred percent. If you're if you're keeping it away, fine. Don't let me see it and like get my yeah. hopes up that holy shit, there's a dog here. And then oh nope, you can't love it, Snay. It's gone. Tough times. <laughs> okay, number ten. 
the most important thing by far when it comes to garage <laughs> sales. I know what you're going to say. Don't tell me to put your box of DVDs in the wheelbarrow and then get upset when I put them in the wheelbarrow because for some reason you meant just lean the box on the wheelbarrow I so. when I thought meant put them actually in the wheelbarrow because that's what you said and I got them all out and then you're like, oh, okay, and then walked off in a huff. There was like a box, a cardboard box of DVDs on the ground, which not easily accessible, scene number six, and she's like, do you want to put them in the wheelbarrow to let, so you can have a look at them a bit better? And I said, are you sure? And she went, yeah. It's all strange request, but we went with her, okay? <laughs> I think she meant grab the box and lift it into the wheelbarrow to get it like at a higher level for us to see the thing. It was like a foot higher off the ground. So then you started grabbing them and putting them in the wheelbarrow because that's what you thought she meant. This was the same woman who said there's more stuff in the house I'm still getting out. <laughs> so I thought I was just helping her, putting in the wheelbarrow. And the same one who had the A4 sign. <sighs> we didn't get anything from this place, just for the record. It was not a good place. But you started putting them in the wheelbarrow and she was, like, grabbing them as you did it, like, protecting them or something. And then she went, oh, okay, and you're right. She walked off in a half. I did what she said, though. I don't know. Yeah. I think I knew when it happened that you'd both, meant different things or she meant something and you understood something differently. I was already upset that I was doing her job for her. <laughs> she should have put them in the way if she, that's what she wanted. <sighs> if she thought the DVDs were that unaccessible that she would have to offer to put them in the wheelbarrow. Don't have them lying on the why ground. Why are they on the ground then? She actually had some stuff I might have been interested in, but I didn't buy it just because. You know why? Because she hovered. She was a hoverer. Like anything, anything you're looking for in particular? Do you, sorry, do two young people go to a garage sale looking for things in particular? What do you go to a garage sale looking for in particular? Yeah, just have good shit and we'll buy it. <laughs> there were some really crappy ones we went to that had just like one or two things for sale, which was like, what's the point? Don't even bother. Just Gumtree, eBay, donate them to charity. Like it's possible that all the good stuff was taken, but we were there pretty early in the morning. It was. Although they the hardcore people go out pretty early. I'm surprised you didn't talk about the old ladies who shouted at you to buy a sausage sizzle. It was at nine o'clock. I just had breakfast. <laughs> and their place was like a whole house. They were like a, like a charity organisation. And they had DVDs in the walkway. It was awful. It was like a tiny little house, a little hallway to get in inside. And they had DVDs just there. I liked when you said, you know what's going to make me buy a sausage sizzle? You shouting at me to buy a sausage yeah. sizzle. <laughs> and they were commenting on my hat. Yep. Don't like that. No, don't comment. Don't try and strike up a conversation with us. They had some good books, actually, but I wasn't interested because they were so mean. I know, because we had a bad experience going in. The best one that we went to was the one with the majestic dog. Yes, 100%. We bought they three, were very friendly. We bought three books and some a little shelving units Shelves there. and a Christmas ornament. We bought Harry Potter, number seven, in German. In German? We don't speak German, but I'm, it's a good book. I've never seen it, bef- like, in another language before. I was so, like, it's just so cool. And now it's got, like, a story behind it. It's pretty cool. So while they did have some faults, they were by far the nicest and we were the only ones there at the time, so we got to have a little chat with them and stuff. Yeah, they're actually really nice. I actually would like to be friends with them after. Is that a possible – can we add that to, like, a number 11? If you want to make friends, give us little cards with your number on. It's a good idea. You know, like – They'd be a nice auntie and uncle, wouldn't they? Yeah. I reckon he'd have some stories. They were a bit older and he he was – they were – a little bit odd. It seemed like they'd had their, like their kids had grown up and they were selling some of the kids' yeah. high school books and stuff. They so. had some really good furniture if we were in the market for furniture. We should go back.
we know where they live. What's the line here of stalking? The line of stalking is a very interesting thing that should be decided by the courts. Okay. It's, so, one, of, it's one of those lines. It's one of those lines which you don't know until you've crossed it. Yeah, usually. okay, yeah. So I can't just drive to their house and knock on their door and say, hey, we bought some stuff from you last weekend and we think you're really great and we'd like to be friends with you. Also, you have a beautiful dog. Have you, like, locked the door by now? And you. <laughs> I'm inside. Like, was that not clear? <laughs> also, there were a couple who had lots of Nazi stuff. Not like pro-Nazi, just... Well, they wouldn't get rid of that, would they? <laughs> History books and things. I I hope that he was just a military history buff. Mm. You'd think. Although... I just feel like if you've got some questionable items, is a garage sale the best place to sell it? Well, maybe it is the best place to sell it. Well, no, I'd say donate because then it could come from anyone. Mm, I guess so. Can't be traced back to you. Although you think if he really was pro-Nazi, he wouldn't be get he wouldn't get rid of it, would he? So maybe he's converted. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I surely hope so. Overall, we had like two good experiences and four shit experiences mm-hmm. of garage sales. Yeah. which has made us create this list. So I feel like now when it comes to us throwing a garage sale, we'll be totally prepared and on board. I agree. If that day comes, I don't think it will though because... <laughs> Maybe our first garage sale will be like when we're 60 or something and our Maybe, kids well, have grown up and it's just old kids' toys and stuff. Fair enough. We'll know what to do, won't we? <laughs> we'll be prepared for that moment. Do you know what the best garage sale is? What? An op shop. A good op shop is like the king of garage sales. It's very true, Lonnie, and it's open all the time, you know. And they usually get rid of the bad stuff. And it's signed, clearly signed, clearly priced. They have FPOS. Very true. <laughs> so speaking of stalking, mm. The Girl on the Train, it's a good movie. Is it? Is it? I don't know, actually. Uh... It's from a book by Paula Hawkins. I've read the book. Sinead hasn't. Hmm. Uh, to be clear, I haven't read the book because you said yes. probably not worth reading. <laughs> My mum gave it to me because she'd read it and she wasn't that huge a fan of it and I didn't like it that much either. Mm. Um, Was I didn't ask, I haven't asked you yet. Is the movie really different to the book? No, it's pretty similar, just a bit streamlined, I think, okay. from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not like Gone Girl where they changed the ending a bit? No, it's pretty much the same, okay. I think. So the film stars Emily Blunt and she plays Rachel, who is an alcoholic woman. She's going through a bad trot in her life. Um, what gets her through it, though, is looking at this um, couple that she sees from the train every day, every morning, every night, and she imagines what their life is like. Um, as the story goes on, you find out that um, her husband, she's got an ex-husband, um, her husband's moved on, she hasn't moved on, there's been some crazy stuff happening in her life, um, and then someone gets murdered and she is implicated in the murder. And she has sort of she's having blackouts because she's um, drunk all the time. So it's one of those things where she doesn't quite remember what's happening, um, and the story you know goes from there. Mm. I have problems with this, and I told you about this when we left the movie. I have problems when the plot is resolved when a character just remembers something. 
when the mystery of the film or the story is just a character can't remember something and then you just know that eventually they'll remember and then the plot's, like, solved. I just think it's weak. Yeah, I, I know what you're kind of saying. I don't think she did just remember, though. She was triggered to remember. Oh, yeah, but by the, what I mean is by the time she remembers, that's just the story's over now, you know? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. yeah. So do you mean, like, could that be fixed in this story or is it just the nature of this story? I just think the um, narrative device of memory loss is kind of a weak one. And done before, too. Yeah. None better than Memento, I wouldn't say. Yeah, that was a novel take on it, I suppose. Yeah. Lots of comparisons are being made with Gone Girl in this movie. Which kind of, they kind of invited it, didn't they, with the title? Well, yeah, but like, what, two movies can't have girl? But I don't know. I feel, girls, like, I feel like, A, to compare them is doing a disservice to Gone Girl. And B, so what, any psychological thriller with a female protagonist now has to be compared to Gone Girl? Like, we're not allowed to have any other psychological thrillers with females in the lead? I just feel like... I think there's more to it than just having well, female it's nothing lead. To, then it's no, about marriage and stuff and relationships. So it's friggin' definitely maybe. It's not like it's... It's, not a, it's a psychological thriller. It's the same genre and it's similar topic. I don't think the topic... I don't think they're at all similar movies. It's like a murder and there's a mystery and there's a woman and there's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> and there's all about relationships and marriage and stuff. There's enough there to be similar. Mm. Not convinced? I think we'll have to agree to disagree on this one. Just know that I'm right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just joking. That's fine, Sinead. You can be wrong. That's fine. Hey! Just kidding. Just kidding, everybody. My point is that movies don't necessarily have to be compared to each other. They can just be their own thing. We don't need to say, oh, this is the new Gone Girl, or this is similar to Gone Girl, or that's, whatever. That's a good Why point. Why can't just be a movie in its own right and just be a movie? Valid point, Sinead. Thank you. From the trailer, it seemed to me like she saw what happened to the girl from the train. Mm. But that's not actually what happened. No. But that's how they definitely framed the trailer because she's like, I saw it from the train. Mm. She saw something else from the train. Yeah. Mm. Not at all to do with that, really. Yeah. Being on the train wasn't the biggest thing, really. No, but I felt a bit misled by the trailer. I kind of feel like it might have been more interesting, the whole film, if she wasn't like her... Uh, she didn't live there, you know, she didn't, her husband wasn't involved and stuff. Yeah, she Obviously, was separated from it. Because she literally was a girl on the train just watching these people. Might have been more interesting. Yeah, I know what you mean. But, you know, the way the plot unfolds, that's mm. key element, so that's fine. I was also very confused because the male characters, to me, all looked very similar. Mm-hmm. They were white with dark hair. Which and the point, I think, but yeah, I don't know what you yeah. mean. Yeah, but I was super confused at, like, who was with who and what. Yeah. It's very jumpy. It's told sort of from three different perspectives. Yeah, almost. but even then they didn't really do much with no. the wife, did they? They used it all like once, mm. the change of perspectives, and then never really revisited it. Pretty much Emily Blunt the rest of the film. Yeah. yeah. Which I did. I thought was just unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. And they do like, oh, it's this person five months ago, and then it's this person last week, and then it's this person present day, and then I'm just like, ugh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like I needed the time context because I wouldn't have understood where we were in the story without it. Yep. But I said to you earlier, I'm worried sometimes when we tell narratives out of sequence, it becomes a bit gimmicky 
because we think it's clever to do that yeah. and it creates intrigue, which I guess it does because you're piecing together what happens. But I don't know that it like, I don't know, I feel funny when it jumps and jumps and jumps and jumps. I'd say probably don't pick any more than three time periods of when you want to do it. And if you have to jumble them, you can. I just, I don't know, I really struggle with it. It seemed really choppy and really... I was just kind of taken out of it, like, oh, I'm so confused about what's going on. I agree. I think sometimes it's a bit contrived, yeah, that sort of thing, which is similar to the amnesia thing. Yeah, it's that's a true. bit contrived. Um, I think it's totally fine to have different time periods going on in the film if there's a reason for it. You know, mm. if there's a flashback sequence that needs to be told somehow, that's fine. This one, it's sometimes it seemed like they were just cutting to a different yeah. place for a different reason. Well, maybe you know? it would have been better if they did it like this is the sequence and then flashbacks throughout. As yeah. a device rather than Seemed a bit. chopping whole sequences sort of thing. Maybe it could just be a linear narrative and then she flashes back or someone else flashes back and then we have that moment. Mm-hmm. I think that could have been much easier to follow than the way it was done. Yeah. It was interesting. Two people walked out of the cinema when they we did. were watching. They did, yeah. And I heard them say like down in the little alley bit before you exit that it was so boring. Yeah. <laughs> Which it did drag on a little bit to be honest. But they weren't leaving because it was boring. They left because there was a sexy bit. Yes. They didn't approve of the sexy bit. Absolutely. Here's what I say about that, Sine. Yeah. If you're leaving a theatre, don't yell why you like, don't like the film. Emily Blunt can't hear you. <laughs> you, just, you just ruined the film for me because I'm laughing at you now. It's the same way when I hate people applauding at the yeah. end of movies. The actors can't hear you. <laughs> this isn't a theatre. Unless the writer and director are in the room. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I thought a lot of those sexier moments were a bit gratuitous. I didn't see the point in it. I think they were trying to be sexy and edgy. But they they didn't even go that sexy. That was all PG, the sexy stuff, though. I feel like if you're going to be a bit risque, you should be risque. Like show Ben Affleck's penis? Um, Yes. Which was not in our version that we saw. I think it might have been. Really? I think it was, yeah. Mm. It It was a blink and miss it moment. Yeah. Not a blink and miss it. What? <laughs> Stop. I didn't really understand the motivations of the characters at some points. Like the new wife of the ex-husband yes. seemingly changes her stance on this loving relationship that she has in two seconds. And I don't know. I didn't buy a lot of those moments where it was they seemed to really flip their opinion of another person because mm. Lonnie and I have been together almost four years right if I found out something about him I don't know that I would be convinced straight away or just believe it straight away or try and hurt him immediately like I just I, I don't know there are a lot of moments like that where I just went yeah that's a bit unbelievable mm. The whole film was a bit like that to me. Did you like her performance, Emily Blunt's performance? She played a drunk really well. Mm. I didn't know that the protagonist was supposed to be an alcoholic. What did you think? Yeah, it's okay. She's really great and everything, but yeah. I think she was a, either she was let down by the film or the whole film was not that great, I think. There was something about it that was just very meh. Mm. But I'm not sure what... Yeah, you, you Does that very, make sense? <laughs> you're very correct that you shouldn't have to or at all compare movies with each other. But mm. if you did have to, 
Gone Girl is streets ahead. Well, yeah. In saying what I said, once I finished the film, I wanted to kind of go and watch Gone Girl as a better example of a psychological yeah. thriller. Or read it. The book, amazing. Yeah, the book is 10,000 times better than the movie, and the movie is already 10,000 times better than <laughs> anything else. So yeah, Everything else that Gillian Flynn's done, amazing. Yeah, and David Fincher we love as well. So it, if anything, this made me like Gone Gone More mm. mm-hmm. whilst trying to Whilst being angry that I had to compare it to that, so... That's fine. It, it happens. You can't help comparing stuff like that. I guess not. Um, so it's not the worst movie in the world, and it is fine. We watched it Tuesday afternoon. It's a good time to watch it, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon people who read the books, like, I think it had quite a big following in the middle-aged women readership. It's a big market. <laughs> I think they'd probably enjoy watching it on screen, but I wouldn't rush out and see it if I knew nothing about it and I don't really have a desire to read the book after seeing it. Fair enough. I, I can't wait to hear what that woman's podcast is going to say about it. The woman who left? Boring as shit is what she said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how many Sams? Um, I think I would give it maybe, let's go two and a half, down the middle. Yeah, two, two and a half, something like that. Wait for the Netflix version of it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't rush out. I'm kind of sad because I really wanted to like it and I love Emily Blunt and she's amazing and my first love. So I feel like. I think that's more disappointing when a film you really want to like isn't that great. I agree. You know? I agree. But then do we, is it, do we bring it on ourselves by having too high an expectation of the thing we're about to watch? Maybe, but when you really want to like something it's even better. No, that's that's amazing feeling. That's true. That's true. We watched like three trailers beforehand, and they all looked amazing. And that doesn't happen to me very often. Oh, before the film, yeah. yeah. There were which were they? There was the accountant. Yeah. Ben Affleck, my boy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Allied with Brad Pitt, my other boy. And Marion Cotillard. That looks so good. Yeah. Stop saying that. <laughs> and was it Lost Between Two Oceans the or something? Lost Between Oceans. It's, Oceans. It's an awful title. The Life Between Oceans 11. <laughs> it's got Michael Fassbender in it. And, and Alicia Vikander. And um, Rachel Weisz, and it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. But terrible title. So hopefully we get to see those three soon and review them. I would them. love to. Yeah. I love Oscar season. I know. It's the best. And it's your birthday coming up. So mm-hmm. if anyone wants to send Lonnie a gift, or better yet, an email, or a review on iTunes, you can do that slpodcasting at gmail.com is our email is our email send all your presents that way yep (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening (laughs) bye this won't be the clearest because I'm eating a Malteser hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.